It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 475, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Hey, welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook. And in case you're wondering, why should I bother sending this guy one of my health-related questions? So not only do I have a passion for nutrition and fitness, stress management, all those wonderful things, I also have degrees in those fields. I'll spare you from me listing all of those degrees and credentials because I'm sure you're eager to hear today's question. So let's jump right to it and start optimizing your life. Hi, my name is Shelly and I'm 33 years old. I currently deal with a lot of inflammation in my body and I feel a, lot, a great deal of pain a good amount of time. How do I reduce inflammation in my body? What ways can I either work out or eat to reduce inflammation? Thank you for your question, Shelley. First, I'm very sorry to hear that you're experiencing chronic pain. I can relate somewhat. A family member of mine has an autoimmune condition that leads to chronic pain. So this is something that hits close to home with me. Now, chronic pain can significantly impact a person's quality of life. What often happens is, for some reason, the pain will come and go or flare up. Again, sometimes the cause is known, but often it's a complete mystery. It's the latter that can make it so maddening. Sometimes the pain seems to be triggered for no reason at all. Maybe it's caused by the environment, like pollution, or our food, or water supply, or maybe our lifestyle, like diet and exercise, or the genes we inherit from our parents, or a combination of all of those things. Now, besides taking pain medications, Unfortunately, there are very few long-lasting treatments, but some practitioners do recommend alternative therapies like Reiki, acupuncture, and therapeutic massage to help reduce some of that chronic pain. So just to be sure we're all on the same page, I want to explain what Reiki is all about. Reiki is often associated with Eastern traditions and has been used for over 2,000 years as a treatment for a number of conditions. The person practicing Reiki usually has the individual lie down in front of them and using a very soft touch or no touch at all, instead the hands are held just above the body, the practitioner uses vibrational energy to help relieve the patient's symptoms or try and heal them completely. And lucky for us, Reiki has been studied as a treatment for anxiety, depression, and pain relief. After looking at some of the data, it appears Reiki can be beneficial for those suffering from all of those conditions, including chronic pain. The evidence isn't very strong, but I'm willing to be more lenient with the data here because Reiki is unlikely to cause harm. So why am I okay with recommending something that hasn't been studied all that much, you may ask? In other episodes, I've been much more of a stickler about having well-designed studies to back up my recommendations. So what gives? Well here, because there's a very low risk for harm, I can be more lenient. But say you listen to an episode where I talk about working out on an empty stomach. I talk about how we don't have quality research to support this behavior. This is because the consequences of working out on an empty stomach can be pretty severe. Someone could develop low blood sugar and pass out during their workout. Pretty serious indeed. So here, with a therapy like Reiki, it's unlikely to cause any harm, so I can be more flexible. Now, with regards to acupuncture, luckily the majority of the research looks at whether acupuncture can help reduce chronic pain. So it directly applies. Acupuncture is the insertion of needles at specific points on the body to promote optimal health, and often again, it's used to relieve pain. A meta-analysis was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, 
which is considered one of the best journals out there, and found that acupuncture was an effective treatment for chronic pain. I like looking at meta-analyses because these types of studies basically collect a bunch of other published research and look at them as a whole. We often hear how one study found a particular treatment to be helpful, and then another one says the complete opposite. Meta-analyses can help us make sense of these conflicting results. And sure enough, it was discovered that acupuncture can help relieve chronic pain. The authors even went so far as to say this was not due to just a placebo effect. There have been some meta-analyses published for massage therapy and its effectiveness for chronic pain as well. Since there are different forms of massage, like deep tissue, Swedish, lymph drainage, and so on, it can be a bit trickier to determine which is truly most effective. There have been cases where deep tissue massage or lymph drainage massage can actually cause more pain. Well, why might this be? Have you ever had a massage and then after the therapist says to you, okay, I want you to take it easy afterwards. It's normal to feel like you're coming down with something, so hydrate and rest. Well, this is because the body's immune system may begin to wake up after this type of massage. And if the immune system wakes up, it may lead to more inflammation and increased pain. So it may be worthwhile to consider getting a relaxation massage as opposed to a deep tissue or lymph drainage massage. Now, when it comes to other lifestyle choices, here are the ones that are supported by quite a bit of well-designed studies. One, exercise. Moderate intensity cardiovascular activity, like walking at a moderate pace for 30 to 60 minutes at a time most days of the week, has been shown to help reduce inflammation in the body and therefore reduce chronic pain. If you want to incorporate weight-bearing exercises like weightlifting, just try not to overdo it. This is because if you begin to experience muscle soreness, well, that will lead to more pain. Plus, the immune system will wake up to heal those muscles. And again, waking up the immune system is not what we want in this situation. I'm not saying you should never perform weight-bearing exercises, just no need to overdo it. Two, your diet. When it comes to diet, there are a number of foods that have been shown to reduce chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation, like I said, may be a trigger for chronic pain. So believe it or not, there are a number of well-designed studies that have found whole grains to have anti-inflammatory properties. Other foods that have anti-inflammatory properties would be beans and lentils, green leafy vegetables like spinach and kale, omega-3 fatty acids. Now, marine sources of omega-3s tend to be best for helping reduce chronic inflammation. So fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, trout, herring, and halibut are great. And we're also learning certain spices like turmeric can be anti-inflammatory. There have actually been a number of studies on the effects of turmeric and its role in preventing systemic inflammation. Turmeric is that bright yellow spice that's often used in Eastern dishes. You could actually supplement with turmeric as well, but just be sure you do your research before buying a specific product. Remember, the supplement industry is kind of like the Wild West right now. We don't really know what's in everything. So do your research, do your homework, and find a quality product. So luckily, there are a number of options to help reduce chronic pain. Just know that Reiki, acupuncture, and massage should be considered complementary therapies, meaning you should still follow your doctor's orders, take your prescribed medications, etc., but adding one or more of these modalities to your care plan may help you feel even better. Thank you again for the question, Shelley. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to submit a question and have a chance to win books, it's really easy. You can call in. The number is 61 I Love OHD 
or you could submit your audio question at oldpodcast.com. On the site, you can record your question, listen back to it, and then submit it to us. Again, you can find that all at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.